Welcome to Grieving, Growing, and Glowing with Hisela and Friends. My name is Hisela and I am your host. Today we have a very special guest, which is someone that um, is kind of important, thinks they run my life, thinks they're my dad, thinks they're everybody. They think they're one person in my entire life, which is a problem because they are unfortunately not. But we have a very special guest and that special guest happens to, and he's cleaning the, y'all should see him cleaning the mic right now that special guest happens to be my older brother and yeah he's gonna introduce himself and talk a little bit about himself hi my name is Brian um i'm the reason who said i see yeah that's all you have to say that's all you can say about yourself He thinks that um she cannot argue with this cause we're not gonna argue. <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. Thank you, friend. I'm the loving son of a beautiful mother who <laughs> loves the ugly daughter more, even though I take care of everybody. I'm not the ugly daughter. Unfortunately I am the ugly daughter. But this episode will be on us talking about our childhood and yeah our childhood as siblings as brian being the older brother me being the younger sister having a well being raised by a single mom for certain points in our lives because brian had two parents at some point in his life um but yeah talk a little bit tell us a little bit about your childhood what was your upbringing like my childhood was first of all where were you born You don't need to tell people where we live. Anyways, continue. Go. What does that mean? Give details, examples. Yeah, I always tell y'all that anyway, though, but thank you for... So, yeah, so it was pretty... Didn't get to get everything I wanted because even though I had two parents, it was not so... To say, I wasn't really a spoiled child. wasn't able to get what I always wanted. But got what I needed, of course, thanks to my mom and dad. Five. Five. Yeah, yeah. And mommy said he had to go. She plays no games. Ever since that, got a little older. 
meant I just had to step it up. Back in the day, I wasn't gonna let my mom struggle raising us. So I stepped up. I helped with Hisela, taking care of her as a kid, because my aunt did that, but as being a father figure, being a great older brother, and trying to be a friend. So I tried to do all of it and make sure she didn't have what she didn't miss what I missed. Even though that was still somewhat in the picture. It wasn't easy, but we're here. We don't live life dragging the trauma. That doesn't necessarily mean dragging the trauma. I think that you think that people go through things and they're just supposed to like grow out of it. Yeah, you can, you can get you can help yourself get better, but it's just something that you're always gonna have to like live with. Obviously, you're gonna have to like go to therapy and like heal on your own, but it's not something that you just wake up and you're like, okay, like I went to this as a kid, like it's over. Like that doesn't happen. You still get triggered by things. No, yeah, obviously you help yourself, but it's not something that like you wake. think that i get it but at the same time that's kind of like can't really brush off your own traumatic experiences as a child because those shape you into the person you are and a lot of that stems from your own personal experiences with your parents yeah of course but this is i just want to put this out there guys this is something topic that we always are always discussing It's not that I think, it's that I know. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that, no, it doesn't leave. But yes, the trauma can be much less if you try to help yourself. Well, I'm not going to say this, and I'm not going to speak for everybody, but in my opinion, that's what I believe. As long as you work on becoming a better you, a happier you, and try to out, let's say, look behind leave it behind and look forward and try to be better of of the trauma knowing what it was like doing the positive of it not just thinking the negative it can help you that's how i see it because the older i get i feel like i'm actually becoming a way better person because this family always says i was the most misbehaved the bad one but then till this day now everybody wants to be like that I'm the only one that does the family together this that and the third but it's like it's a big change it's like I didn't just change overnight obviously yeah the trauma the experiences the me growing up the me seeing the world is like adulting all of that it takes a lot yes but I'm I'm just saying it's like it's not always living in the past trauma you're just gonna keep scarring yourself like once you're scarred you're scarred like it's healed but it's a scar no like 
I get that, but it's not. But it it also just goes back to the thing that you said, and like also intergenerational and generational trauma exists. It's something that they've done studies on, and biologists have found out that when our mom was pregnant with us, or even yeah, when our mom was pregnant with us, or when Mama was pregnant with mommy, mommy was getting all of Mama's trauma. So we both have our mom and our grandma's trauma to heal from. But I don't believe that we receive their trauma as in abundance as the trauma that we lived ourselves. Because their trauma, even though it was passed down, is not as large as our own trauma. So we're able to go past our own trauma that we lived through. We're able to go past their trauma as well. My opinion, of course, guys. Yeah, I know, but it's not the... I think that it... I don't know if it adds. I think that you get similar experiences, but I do think that you do get an experience of both types of trauma, and sometimes you don't know what, which one is your trauma. Well, actually, you'll know, because it's your own personal experiences, but you're always wondering... Like, if there might be moments or times in your life where you're like, I don't understand why I feel like this, but I, it doesn't stem from anywhere that has personally happened to me or something that I've experienced, a lot of it is like, it's not your fault. And the only reason I'm saying this is because I read a book. I literally read a book about, uh, I literally read a book about this and it was talking about that and it's called It Didn't Start With You and it's basically about family trauma and intergenerational trauma. But um, all this to say that I think people have their own traumas to work through and a lot of that are experiences and things that people have to sit with themselves or you know you find your own ways to kind of heal and even though things can be triggering and remind you of your own traumatic experiences I think that a lot of it is you acknowledging that you know those triggers and acknowledging like where it stems from or where something came from and why you do what you do or why that one thing that happened in your life has shaped you or you act a certain way or you react to things a certain way because something happened to you so yeah i think that that's what it is but i think that back to our own personal traumas and our own experiences and our childhoods how did it feel for you to go from having or coming from a two-parent household to a single-parent household? And like I said, wasn't the family connection wasn't really 100% there. I'll say I can say I had a dad because I lived with him. And sometimes help with homework and stuff like that, but not as in uh, what a parent is supposed to spend time in his case. So I wouldn't say he was 100% there. So it was like, I don't know, maybe because I'm, I grew up being a nonchalant person it didn't really bother me much. So it didn't make a big deal. I actually just felt more bad for you. Because I feel you was a bit closer to me than I was. So to me, it wasn't, I didn't find it much of a big deal actually just affected me at the point that found out he was cheating. So that's why till this day, if I'm in a relationship, I'm only in that one relationship. Because I won't want to put a woman through what my mom was put through. Because I don't see that's like something good. It's 
not something a woman should go through. Interesting. I don't. I don't think I remember. Well, I think I remember like little moments of being really, really close, but I don't think I remember like experiences or moments of like, like I don't. I don't remember like us four being together in one space. Like I don't. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Like I don't remember a lot of that. I do remember like falling asleep on the couch and waking up in my own bed, or like I remember reading to our dad when we were li- when I was little. I remember that but I remember like brief little things I don't remember as much as and then part of that is like not knowing if I like blocked it on my own or like these are just things that I've gotten older and just don't remember but I don't remember I do I think I remember being closer to him than you oh in what ways do you think that mom or dad let you down as a kid or even now that you're older Dad, I'll say he let me down because he wasn't the ideal father. I'm not saying it has to be like the ones from the movies and stuff, but at least being that person there, I felt like Diego was more of a father figure to most of us than our own fathers, which is kind of sad because he's not even related to the family. He's the Aloni's husband. But I felt like he was more of a father figure. Mommy, I don't think she really let me down, but... I feel like the fact that she spoiled me, she, like I said, I wasn't really spoiled in, I'll say I wasn't spoiled in the way of what I want, but when it came to, I didn't have to wash my own clothes, I didn't have to learn how to cook, I feel like it was bad that she spoiled me in that way, because till this day I say I'm going to learn how to cook, and I don't ever even try. I know how to wash clothes, but I don't ever wash my clothes because she does it for me. So it's like that spoiling me in that way kind of affects me now because it's like I don't even be wanting to do it. I don't even really be wanting to learn because it's like she's like, I know she's going to cook. I know she's going to wash my clothes. All I got to do is buy the detergent and stuff like that. All I got to do is buy the food. She's going to cook it. So I feel like that's kind of bad being, being spoiled in that way because I I, I'm gonna say I wish I would have learned it earlier, but I can still learn it. I just don't. Um, and what are ways do you feel like? What are things about mommy and papi that you admire, or it could be like as a child, or yeah, you admired. Of them that I admire, like. What's something about them that you admire? Yeah, that you admire. Admire. It could be admire now. Or admired as a child? Well, I'll start with Poppy because mommy's list is bigger. I admire like, <laughs> really good dancer. Really great person. And you don't real, even know how to dance. Real good people person. Yep, that's you. A lot of people say that I get it from him because I know a lot of people. Also, really good drinker. Yeah. Really good driver. And yeah. he was tough. Mommy was tough too, but I'm not trying to tell you guys that he wasn't good, but I was like, I don't have much to pinpoint at, because like I said, not in a mean way, it wasn't like the ideal father figure. We didn't have much father-son bonding, 
That's why. But mommy, her work ethics, her... I don't know, it's just everything about her. She's just, like, she's really like a superwoman. She... She doesn't like to be lazy. She doesn't like to be home doing nothing. She's... I don't know, she's a neat... Neat freak. Excuse me, so it's like... Her... Being such a great mom, cooking all the time, having food on the table. Always making sure she caters to everyone, helping everyone out, making sure everyone's well fed, make sure even when she's not home, knowing she doesn't have no money, calling us to see if we ate, do we need money? Like, lady, I don't need your money, but thank you. Not lady, I don't need your money. Anyways, um, do you feel like growing up? Well, I don't know if you remember DR, because I don't think that you do, because you came when you were two. Yeah, I figured you don't remember anything. I know that even after they brought me here, they had to send me back. Because supposedly, I had got sick here, and I wouldn't eat. So they sent me back to my mom. And obviously, the Aluli was a housewife, so she didn't work. So she would be more in DR than mommy. And I adapted more to the Aluli, that's why... To this day, I have more love for Tia Luli than my godmother, which is Tia Vita, that I don't so much as with. Like Y'all are so similar. Tia Luli, when she will always go to DR, and then she will always be on there. So whenever mommy would come, she, she actually told me the story that when she came, I wouldn't want to be around her because I said that she gave me away, and I would just be by my mind by Tia Luli. That's pretty much just what I remember of the because I was two yeah what did what was your childhood like growing up here and do you do you wish that you were raised in the yard and not here eh, don't really know because I don't really know what it's like to be raised in the yard I probably would have been honestly if I was raised in the yard, I probably wouldn't be materialistic mm and like clothes and stuff like that i i don't think i would have that would have been a thing that i've liked if i was raised over there honestly i ended up i actually ended up getting into that once i got to high school the fact that i had so many different people from so many different boroughs and everybody would dress up i was never the type to care what people think so i never really used to go dressed up but a lot of that like Influence, that, yeah, influenced me to wanting to dress up the Prada stage, stuff like that, dressing up with rugby's, having the latest Jordans, stuff like that. Whenever I was able to get it myself, then I was just get it myself because it's not like I would ask my mom for it, being that we were, she was a single mother and it was like, Yeah, you got a little sister to worry about too. So, yeah, that's what I think would have been different if I was raised over there, but I prefer here. I I don't know. I I love DR, but it's, I think it's. I think I only say I prefer here because I'm used to here and I was already raised here. That's yeah, I, say. I think so too. But hello, you didn't answer my other question. What was the other question? About growing up in like Harlem, like what was that like? Like hello, you was a badass kid. 
you see like in the movies and stuff you see like when we talk about kids like not going to class and like not doing their homework and like that was brian but like he chose to not do all of this yeah but at the end of the day whether i chose that i still managed to get everything done in high school yes i would cut class i would cut fridays to have a three-day weekend i cut mondays to have a three-day weekend well my senior year I managed to graduate on time because I went to school for midwinter recess, spring break, winter recess, had a few Saturday classes. And I was able to leave the same year all of my friends left because I just. And what year was that? 2010. That's disgusting. 12 years ago. I'll be turning 30 in about three weeks. No one cares. He's a Virgo, if y'all wanted to know. He's a Virgo. His birthday is September 6th. Or was it like growing up on the block and knowing people on the block and being surrounded by people on the block and knowing people around the corner? Because when I think about y'all as a five-year-old kid, like all I see is like the big <laughs> white t-shirts and the hat, big hats and the big clothes and the thinking that y'all are so cool. I know, but then y'all so cool and like always being outside on the block playing basketball or playing on the damn like PS3 or something outside in front of Tia Luli's. Damn, that reminds me of Petey. That was Petey. He used to break the switch down for the TV. Free my nigga Petey, bro. Love Petey. But nah, it was cool. Like, it was... Our block always been like a united block I don't think there's anybody on this block that we ever actually fought so I grew up with the guys Ruben Rudolph George Gavi Juan Dubla Gregory I saw George's baby today George. he's so cute yeah so I grew up on all the guys that's another reason why as soon as I was getting older a lot of people would tell me like you're like pretty mature for your age but it's thanks to my all of my big brothers I was able to mature a little earlier than than I was supposed to they they're they're all about good four five six years older than me but I learned a lot from them is like being the youngest one you you adapt and then you just mimic them you watch what they do and stuff like that so it, it helped me learn I liked it a lot then we had the Eshcombe guys that we became cool with too so it was like we were just one whole block united. It was like I don't we never had beef with anybody on on our block, on our premise. We was all just like one big family. Yeah, there's a handshake which is so funny that I learned when I was five that we all know it. Like, yeah, our block is a very interesting place and everyone has grown up. Do you feel like if you could change one thing or Actually, this is the better question. What is the most impactful thing that happened in your childhood that you remember? Or like it could be like your childhood or like teenage years. Most impactful thing? Yeah. Like most significant. It could be like most significant, impactful, life-changing. Yeah. And that's tough because I really wouldn't even know how to answer that. Mm-mm-mm. Shame, shame, shame. No, I really wouldn't. The only thing, one of the things that I would think is just when 
mommy kicked papi out it just made me realize that it's like yeah everybody says dominican men cheat men in general cheat but it's like that one thing yeah i, I could be saying this because i'm a mama's boy but it just made me realize like as a son to that lady that was gonna cheat on made me like think like that's not something that should be done at all like once you were one person you were one person you want to be single, you want to be fucking around, go ahead, be single, go do whatever the fuck you want. Do you feel like that affected mommy's relationship with us growing up? Mm, I don't think so. I think she actually held us tighter, loved us more, because to her, it's always been like, made her stronger and take care of us more, because it's like, to her is like this is all I got because I don't know if anybody knows but my mom never dated ever again even though I pushed her to try to make her but she just chose not to she's been out the market since it's like it was her choice and it's like she says she got us that's all she needs which is fucking sad yeah but then we're gonna get married and then have kids and then she's gonna be by herself yeah, sad, but I don't mean I it also a mean think way, but she chose that. I also think that, I think at some point, maybe, I don't know, I don't, I don't know because I was so young and I'm trying to like think about being six and five and like seven, but I feel like at some point if she was very, very mean and I think that her being mean was like her response to everything that had happened because she never like sat with herself about what happened or like her I guess sitting with herself in acknowledging that she had just kicked out her husband for Mm. cheating now that you point at it yes I agree but when I was younger like I told you I was like a nonchalant person so to me I would just see it as in mommy was just always very strict but now that you point back at it I that could be one of the biggest reasons why she would be so strict and tough and mean and thought that it was because of her trauma that she would go through yeah and i think that that's that's funny because i think that that is the reason i think that that's why we're both the way that we are even though i come for you a lot because you'd be so mean you're pussy um you're mean when you try to like you do the tough love thing and think that what you're saying is actually going to be helpful when it really isn't. And I think that that comes from her because I like to violate you a lot for it, but I also do it a lot. And I think that's the like tough love of that we were given. So it stemmed back to us and think that that's the way we're supposed to love people and show people love when it isn't because it's super harmful and mean. Even though sometimes it feels like people deserve it, but it's not the right way to do it. Mm. What do you think? Uh, Here you go. I don't want nobody coming at me sideways, but in my opinion, I like it the way I am. I hate the way he is because he's so mean. I wouldn't want to change myself because at the end of the day, like, I'm, I not, change I'm not going to be what people see on television what people see on social media what people want you to be i'm just gonna be myself and it's like at the end of the day it's not like i'm messed up or a fucked up person to anybody because when i do feel like i'm out of character and i know that i'm out of character 
I do tend to apologize to everybody, family and everybody, once I feel I did get out of character. But at the moment, it's just, I felt like that was what I had to say. That's how I had to speak because I don't hold my breath or my words for anyone because that's just me as a person. It was like, even if it was harmful, I'm going to apologize. I'm going to try to talk simmer down and try to tell you my point in a nicer way. But it's just how I am. I don't want to... I want to. I don't want to say I want to be anybody else. I want to change myself for anybody because that's just me. Like if somebody can't handle it, I will try to be a better version of myself to not be so aggressive. But it's just it's me. Everybody's different. If everybody was the same, the world would be weird. Yeah, but you be well sometimes. Anyways, I disagree on my behalf. Um, I think that I need to work on it. I'm working on it. I think that it's not nice to be super aggressive to people, even though you're showing them love. I also don't really like to apologize to people. I acknowledge that. I know that. I don't like to do that. Um, But I also realize that a lot of the reason for my quote-unquote tough love or even when people are lovey-dovey, I'd be like, ew, I don't really like that because I don't think that we were raised as super affectionate so from our parents so like when people do it to me it's kind of like why are you doing that it's so weird and i'm expecting like the super like aggressive mean um i guess person super mean persona of he said that because that's how i feel like i was deemed to show love so like affection i don't really I love, it's crazy because my love languages are physical touch, so I love affection. But, like, there just comes a time where it's just, like, you're doing too much and it feels like too much. Or even when someone admits that they have a crush on me for the first time, I get weirded out. Because why would you do that? Or why would you say that? Now I'm scared. And it's the whole, like, affection thing of, like, not being used to someone telling you that they love you like that. Or, like showing you love in those ways because we weren't showing love like that so when people do that it'd be scary i don't really like that at all do you feel like scary why scary because i think everything that i'm with them like it's like in my head it's like circles that are connecting like dots like arrows and it's like a it's not like a cycle it just all makes sense but i think scary because like you said well, I think it's the attachment part of seeing um, the two people who are supposed to, like, love us and, like, raise us and, like, be a happy family or whatever be together and not seeing that as a child and being raised by a single parent and then allowing a person into your life that might do something like that is kind of like, why would I allow myself to do that? But then it's also having to be okay with the fear of, letting that go and just letting things be and having no control over what's coming or what's gonna happen next because you have no control over what's happening next nor do you have control of other people but yourself so like i know what i'm supposed to do it's just like sometimes it's hard to get there and it still goes back to what i was telling you earlier about growing up the trauma but you don't grow you i get what you're saying but you don't grow but what what can you say okay can you use the better term can you say heal from the trauma not grow from the trauma because you don't grow from trauma oh you do you do you do you do but like the way okay you do grow from it but like i was saying 
okay heal from the trauma it's the similar similar thing to that topic because it's like you're saying because you got tough love this that and the third that you feel like weird this that and the third whatever it's, it's like you have to don't try to invalidate listen, my feelings listen, or my emotions or my experiences and you have to obviously work through it work through it and know that not everybody is the same whether you have the trauma or not not everybody shows love the same yeah and that's so why you if people talk to you everybody is different gotta give them the chance if it's not working then okay then it's not working you don't I like it at all but without giving it a chance you can't just dust it off off the beginning of the rip no i know and that makes you seem like you're just a the weird person i know i'm not sick it's also the just it's always the acknowledging and having to move forward with your trauma and acknowledging it as it is not saying that you just forget it and grow out of it because again like everything stems from somewhere and like i said before even the reason why i am scared or i find ill or whatever it is stemmed from somewhere of the way we were raised but i do agree you can't give everybody the same you can't push everybody all over the edge because you're scared or you're fearful of that they're gonna walk over you or they're gonna break your heart or whatever it is like every person is an experience and somebody teaches every person teaches you something whether that's platonic friendships platonic relationships or romantic relationships so it's not about like pushing it away it's just acknowledging that like i know that my whole idea of relationships or like love or whatever stems from somewhere and has came from somewhere not saying that i'm not working on it because i am i'm trying i think is there anything about our experience growing up that you would change what do you mean our experience as in what as in children like our experiences like growing up our growing up experiences oh, I'll tell you like our relationship growing up oh that too you can answer that um, growing up mm-hmm. not really I kind of wish what everybody wishes that we grew up with money but who doesn't wish that me Oh, because capitalism. Exactly. Thank you. But yeah, I wish we would. That's the only thing. Because other than that, I may not have everything I wanted, but I've never lacked food, never lacked shelter, never lacked love. So it's the most important thing. Never lacked it at all. We lacked love. Stop playing. Not really. I didn't. Bell Hooks taught me in the book because you have to read it next because I've been finished. Like he said, always does. She want to drag everything. Okay, we lacked a little bit of love. Okay, mommy, it's dad. not even but dragging it. I bet you it. when you went to the next building, you got the love from Tia Luli. So it's not. Okay, any lack it's of not. Love. Yeah, but you may have lacked a little bit from mom and dad, but yeah. then there's always okay. somebody in the family to pick up the slack. And that's the problem. So, I don't think that. Yeah, that's Isela's. No, I issues. just it's not my issues. Excuse I think the word. I'm sorry. I think that my brother thinks that I'm not right, and like Bell Hook said in her book, love. It's not nobody's right. Everybody has their own opinion. Yeah, whatever. It's not about you not being right. Oh, he's not right anyway. Um, Bell Hooks talks about love not being able to co- coexist with abuse. And that means like emotional abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse. And we were beaten as children. We used to get hit really bad as kids. That's not love. 
Because then, like, we had the conversation before. Then you grow up to think that somebody physically assaulting you and putting their hands on you is a form of love because your parents used to do it. That's not love. Being yelled. discipline. Hell no. I'm not putting my hands on my kids. Or okay, like, but that was the old school way. That's what I'm saying. And even being yelled at, like, and when I, even when anybody yells at me says they all start crying because don't scream at me. My brother thinks that I'm weak because knows when that she's weak. he said that he knows that I'm weak because I cry when people yell at me. I don't like being yelled at. I hate that so much. I don't care who it is. I hate it. So even that, like, verbally assaulting somebody like that, <laughs> I'm crying and that's not love. But, yeah, I don't think that, oh, what about, in, anyways, back to your question, or the question that I asked you. You said money part, um, and I guess our, our relationship, if you want to answer our relationship. I think for me, I wish I was not as young. Uh, there really, you said, now nah, there isn't really anything I would want to change. I just wish you would have grew up a little tougher instead of being a crybaby. That's what happens when they keep you trapped in the house. But that's what happens when she's the girl. They used to keep her trapped in the house. Yeah, I didn't get... I was in these streets. Yeah, um, and now I hit the streets when I was 17 because I went away to college. That's the only way I was able to hit the streets. And even then, I wasn't really in the streets because I was in the suburbs. By the way, in her suburbs, they have a bar called Mooney's. Oh, my God. had probably five margaritas, six maybe, and three shots that night. And I left the bar sober, so... Do not go to Moonies, guys, in Ithaca. Do not go to Moonies. If you are, make sure you do it like the college kids and pregame. Make sure to pregame. Thank you for that advertising of not attending Moonies. Anyways, um, I think for me, I wish I was, not that I grew up tougher, because I think I like who I am and I'm okay with being a crybaby. I think I wish we weren't eight years apart. I also wish there was another sibling. I wish that there were three of us. But I feel like if there was somebody in between me and you, I would have never been born. Uh, you're correct about that. Because that's a split up happened. So there was no time for a third kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, didn't even put that into perspective. Thank you. Thank you. What was it? What was school like for you growing up? Besides being bad. Uh, I actually remember all my teachers. Who is your favorite and why? My what is the teacher? worst thing you've ever done in school? The worst thing I've ever done in school. Yeah. I punched a kid and broke his nose. Why would you do that? What is I wrong forgot, with you? I forgot what he said to me. And I think that was in third grade, Miss Williams' class. For kindergarten, I had Miss Diaz. For Miss Calcaño as the assistant teacher. First grade, I had Miss Chan. Second grade, Miss Espinosa. Third grade, Miss Williams. Fourth grade, my favorite teacher ever, Mr. Barnes. Fifth grade, Miss Matthews. Is he alive? Yes, he is. He actually became. When Gabriel was graduating junior high school, he was Gabriel's high school teacher. Because after he finished teaching us in fourth grade, he said he was going to become a principal. He said the school in the Bronx, but I didn't know what it was. 
So did you? And did Gabe went, ever tell him? Yeah, I went to visit him. He knew yeah. I was. He knew. He remembered me and everything. Period. Mr. Barnes. Mr. Barnes always said, guys, you look good, you do good. So the days we would have to take a state test, I used to go to school in a suit. <laughs> no, you didn't. You look good. You no, do you good. didn't. Yes, I did. I have pictures. I need to see this because no way. Me and my boy in Sima. <laughs> Me and my boy in Sima. That's where you bought the shirt from. The Harlem shirts. Oh, really? Yeah, we were in the same class. So y'all would go to class in suits? Mm-hmm. No. Only me and him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyways. I want to laugh so bad because I can't take you serious. And then junior high school, that's when I started becoming a rebel child. And then in junior high school, they said we were the worst junior high school, worst <laughs> sixth grader, worst seventh grader, worst fifth graders. Sounds like us. Norman Thomas, we were the worst ninth graders, worst tenth graders, worst eleventh graders, and worst and worse twelfth graders. To the point where they shut down the school. And then right after us, I believe they made it. No, right after. I think it was th- after three grades after us, they made a different school and they separated. And then, that's it. That was enough school yeah. for you. And that's it. Do you talk to your friends? I always passed. Wow. You always passed. Yeah. Because he's got degrees. Yeah, I have a lot of friends from school. My best friend I actually met in junior high school. He wasn't my best friend in junior high school. He was actually cooler with Gregory because he had classes. Gregory is our cousin. Oh, yeah. Gregory's our cousin. So, Pedrito's my best friend. And he had class with Gregory. I mean, yeah, with Gregory. So, they were actually cooler in junior high school. I will only say, like, what up to Pedrito. But I knew Brian, which is our boy Ears, and he used to chill on Pedrito Block too. So I was cool with Brian because I had class with Brian. Then it just so happens I went to Thomas, and I bumped into Pedrito then, and then that's when we became best friends when we went to high school. Bunch of losers. And then I met Betsy in high school, and she became my female best friend. Yeah, woman best friend, not female. My woman. Oh, sorry. My woman best friend. Your girl best friend. My girl best friend. Not female. We don't use that word on here. Anyways, um, Pedrito, if you're listening to this, just know I hate you. Um, Yeah, don't make that face. Also, yeah, Brian is Pedrito's best man. Yeah, you already know, guys. Wedding September 24th. If y'all want to pull up, y'all can pull up. But y'all can only pull up. Outside the venue the, to party after, yeah, I can't pull up to the wedding. Well, Sorry. well, the no one is g- going to Dominican Republic for that. So thank you, thank you for letting us know. This but is actually gonna be the first trip that all our bo- all our guys are gonna be out there. We so don't care about is, any of you. This one is a special one. We're gonna turn up. And Rochi is out, so you already know. One of the days we gotta. Uh, excuse me. Disgusting. One of the days we gotta go see Rochi. Be right back. I need some more wine. Not he needs some more wine. This is crazy. What's something you wish more people knew about you? Nothing. Okay. Okay. Damn. I'm sorry. What's a mean comment someone made about you that stuck with you for the rest of your life? What's something that somebody told you when you was little that stuck with you? It could be bad. Cause all adults know how to say is bad things to kids. Only one thing. 
that I can actually think of the top of my head. And it was... No, bro. Mine. Don't be pressing my cat. Um, and it was when Papa passed away. And I hadn't had my passport. And my father came and told me it was a piece of shit. And I was his favorite child. I can't, and I can't even go see him before he dies. For not setting up my passport and getting it done in time. Yeah. First expedited request and everything, and I didn't get it. I received it the day of the funeral. Boom. I was in DR already. So, so Brian didn't go to. Call me a piece of shit and that stuff with me. Also hurt me. Bobby just also said a lot of bad things. But anyway. Um. What is. What I was gonna say. But yeah, so Brian was in Papa's funeral. I don't think any. Not everyone was there. The grandkids, not everyone was there. But anyway. A lot of people weren't there. Were you ever bullied? I think that you were the bully. No, I think you used to bully. Brian used to bite people. Like, you're sick. Actually, no, I wasn't bullied. I actually had a friend that got bullied, and I stood up for him in first grade. His name was Misael. He had glasses, and he, he looked, like, real nerdy. And somebody, I think, pushed him, and I walked into him, and I like, what the fuck pushed him? And I don't think I said fuck. I was too young, but... You probably my said My aggressiveness made me think that I said that. I probably didn't say that. But I did approach the person, like, why they did that. I don't think I was bullied. Did you ever bully people? No. I didn't bully anyone. Mm. I may have came t- came off too aggressive to certain people, but I never like really like bullied people, hurt people. I probably did hurt people's feelings, but not like willingly wanting to. How bullies do what they do. What's it called? I was gonna say, do you think our parents have a favorite child? You are the favorite child. Not from. I don't think I'm. I don't think mommy has a favorite kid. You're the favorite child. I don't think I'm the favorite child. I think that I just don't care enough about things. Cause I always tell mommy that this is not her life. You're still the favorite child. I don't think. (laughs) I don't disrespect her. I just think that her beliefs don't align with mine. Sometimes you just gotta tell her how it is. And it's not being disrespectful. I just burped. Excuse me. But, yeah, I don't think I am. I don't think, maybe, I just don't think that I am. In other words, I don't think I'm the favorite child. I don't think, because Brian is going to say that I'm mommy's favorite child. And I'm going to say that he's mommy's favorite child. And then when it comes to our dad, like, we were none his favorite kid. It was not us. We were not the favorites. Oh, yeah, we know who was the favorite. Yeah, we do know. Yeah. Don't laugh. It's not funny. It was definitely a favorite child. And it ain't any of us, so. It wasn't me. It wasn't me either. How do you feel about both of our... How do you feel about our mom's family and our dad's family? I don't know. When you ask questions like that, you actually have to elaborate it to me. Because feel in what way? What do you mean, what do I feel? 
How do you feel about them? Why do you keep doing that to noodles? He's getting mad close to my wine. Anyways, like, how do you feel about them? Like, do you feel like they were a part of your childhood? About your, a part of your adulthood? Yeah, they, they were. Yeah, I don't really remember. I was really cl- very closer to mommy's family because we grew up closer to them. Yeah, because we have and, a single mom. And father's side of the family, we were farther from them. Also because me, myself, I pushed them away because Papi was cheating. So I pushed him and his whole family away. So my own fault. So they always want to be there. They always reached out. Not always, but a lot of times they did reach out. But I was the one giving the hand. So I knew if I would give them the same energy I give mommy's family, they would have gave me the same energy in return. Yeah. I think I So agree. I pretty much was the one that made us distant. I agree. I think... I don't know. I feel like... When you grow up with a single parent and like that's the one parent that you're always with and those are the people that you like see every single day you kind of just get used to like this just one side and think that that's your whole family but then you have a whole other side who actually are cool shit Facts. and shout out to my cousins from my father's side shout out Amelia shout out Gucci shout out Joanne Shout out Jolie, shout out Soleil, shout out Kira, shout out Caitlin, shout out Kaylee. Kimora. Shout out Kimora, shout out Justice. Joanne. Joanne. Goody. Carlos. Shout out. There's so many people. Shout out Nelson Jr. Shout out Nelkis. Shout out to other kids. Shout out to other kids. We're the only ones without kids. There's a lot of kids on that side of town. And they're so cute. Yes, they are. Um, Shout out to their husbands and their wives. So our dad's family is, well, we kind of pushed away the older people, but then our cousins' cousins are people that we stay chatting it up with. Which are technically our second cousins. I don't know what that means. Yeah, he said I doesn't understand the concept of that. Yeah. Well, our father had kids before us. Oh, yeah. And He had three. The cousins that we started to be cooler with are... Like Joanne, Ducci, Amelia. And they're actually kids of our cousins, which is. Oh, yeah. Our dad's. Yeah. So or not Joanne, but Ducci. She's. Oh, yeah. She's our cousin's cousin. She's our cousin's daughter. Yes. So it makes her second cousin. Yeah. But it's like our cousin. Just she our cousin. doesn't really understand. Yeah. That, now it all makes sense. We love them all the same. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think that. Do you feel like part of, um, do you feel like you've gotten over, because you're talking so much about trauma and you grow from it, do you feel like that's something that you've done? Do you feel like you've gotten over your childhood trauma, all of it, some of it, most of it? A lot of it. And what are some examples of what that is? Um, I speak to my older brother. I don't. Because at the end of the day. Not because I don't want to. Poppy's kid and then he reaches out and is like it's love I reach out to anybody on his side of the family I make sure I wish everybody happy birthday because at the end of the day whatever happened happened and they're still family at the end of the day all you people you're always going to have there is family 
Yeah, family fucks you over this, that, and the third. You could hear all those stories. Sorry to tell you guys in this family. Thank God we haven't experienced any fuck you over with families. So here on both sides of the families, it's just been a lot of love. Yeah, there can be a lot of aggressive times, a lot of tough times. But we get it mostly that on mommy's side because these are the people that don't see eye to eye. And with our father's side of family, our cousins, they're more understanding even though we don't see eye to eye. Yeah. They also be feeling, well, I think the older people on our dad's side are a lot less judgy. That too. Um, about a lot of things because I thought that my mom was going to tell me something because of my tattoos but she kind of just brushed it off why are you sniffing the wine um, and I think a lot of that is just they support their kids a lot and everything that they do even if they don't understand it super supportive of like everything um, but how do you feel like you think you've gotten over like the trauma because you grew up or were there things that you were doing? Well, you've never been to therapy a day in your life. Well, I won't say just grow up. Because like I told you before, it's not about... You You don't just grow older and just heal and just grow out of it. Like I, That's why I keep trying to tell you. It's like you have to accept it. And it's like when you accept things, it's like you have to move on forward. Because it's like you can't always dwell on your past. Or thing that's bad has happened to you. Because at the end of the day, if you don't want good, then obviously you're going to just keep thinking bad. You're going to keep thinking negative. If you don't try to push yourself to a positive mindset, what makes you think you're going to go towards a positive mindset? It's like the book that I told you I read. is the subconscious... I don't remember the exact name of the book, guys. But the subconscious art of not giving a fuck? No, it's not oh. that. But it was a book that was given to me by a great friend of mine called Wally, by the way. Thank you, Wally. And He's just giving everybody shout-outs. In that book, it, I, I read it this year, but I've noticed that a lot of it from the book is, like, it's been me, because growth-wise, because, like, I've been trying to be more positive, even though life isn't easy. Like, I tell everybody, like, I told he said I'm friends once he graduated, like, welcome to the real world now, because it's like... I had all that partying at the school. Yeah, you have to be in front of school. I'm not saying school is easy, but life is much harder than just school. Yes, I'm going back to school. So it's like you got to step it up a notch. If you stepped it up a notch at school, in life you're going to have to step it up a notch, a notch more. Not everybody's your friend. He loves Isela. Thank you for letting me know that. Love that piece of advice. Um... Is there anything else that you want to say about your childhood and your experience and our families and our relationship with our families and what that looks like or what you want your families to look like or do you want to grow in a do you want your children to grow up in a two-parent household yes i have not had kids because i do not want to have a baby mother i want to have a family that's one of the reasons i have yet to have kids anything else that's you want to say goal. Anything else that you want to say, sir? Mm, I don't really have anything else. We're going to end it on a good note because we threw in a lot of traumatic stuff in this. Um, what is your favorite memory of us? 
I don't think I have any. <laughs> I'm lying. I don't think I have. I have to remember. I actually think it was Moonies. Of all of all entire existence, it was Moonies. Yeah, because I mean, you finally got to go out and drink with me. We. I can't believe you right now, Moonies. Yeah, because we got to go out and drink. May twenty first, two thousand twenty two. Do you even remember the day? Of course you loved it too. No, because it was a day before graduation. That's the only reason I remember the day. You're sick. Anyways, yeah, I'm finally old enough to go out with my brother because I was never getting a fake ID. No, no, no. I was just going to wait. But thank you for being a part of my podcast. Thank you for being the first special guest. Here the in the podcast, I'm Andrew. dropping the mic. Not him dropping dropping the the mic. mic. But thank y'all so much for listening to me and Brian talk about our childhood experiences and trauma and what that looks like and healing and relationships and our families. Stay tuned for the next episode. Bye, loser. I'm talking to you, Brian. Bye. Hopefully she doesn't do this just family. I'm not. Bye.